Spirit of a Champion presents Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams. Welcome to another Encouraging Moment. Hi, I'm Bobby Williams, and I'm so glad you joined me today. This is a special message today, and you won't want to miss it. This is called How to Receive Answered Prayer in Jesus' name. What a powerful name it is, the name of Jesus. And we glorify His name, we edify His name, and today we're going to talk about the power and how to receive answered prayer. Well, I know many people are hurting out there. This is a great lesson today, and we thank you so much for joining us today. Hope you have your Bible. Open it to Luke chapter 1, and we're going to read about a man who received answered prayer in just a few minutes and go through our whole message. Thank you for encouraging us here at Encouraging Moments. Just go to encouragingmoments.com. We have a few days left of this year in 2021, and if God has blessed you through this ministry, I'm just asking you, it's a crucial time for this ministry because we're about to ramp up our TV show, national TV show next year, God willing, in 2022. Any gift that you can give to this ministry, we'll send you one of my new books, 52 Encouraging Moments, one for every week of the year, and it just came out, and it's got great response. We'd love to get one in your hands, and we just want to thank you for your prayers and your financial support to this ministry. Thank you so much. We love you in the Lord here at Encouraging Moments, and we're ready to inspire you every day. Well, let's get started. Go to Luke chapter 1. Let's pray before we begin. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your great name. Thank you, God, for your majesty. Thank you for being an all-knowing God, a God who listens to our prayers and answers our prayers. Father, I thank you for the power that is in your Son's name. I thank you that today we're not powerless, but we have power in the name of Jesus to receive answered prayer. My brother or sister that's listening to this podcast today, Lord, just bless them coming in, bless them going out, bless them in the city, bless them in the country, everywhere they put their foot, Lord, bless it and let them just prosper and have health and peace and and joy in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, turn with me to Luke chapter 2. Before we start, I, I want to give you this Psalm 84 11. For the Lord is a sun and shield, the Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. And that's a promise from God. And I want to make sure that you understand that, you know. God is a God of gifting, a God of love, a God of judgment, of course, but He wants to love us and help us so much in all of our life that He gives us an opportunity to follow Him wholeheartedly. And that's what Psalm 84, 11 says. And that's the first thing I want to tell you today is, what does a godly life look like? It looks like someone who has absolutely surrendered every part of their life to the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Lord promises that as you do that, as you go ahead and surrender your life, Psalm 84, 11, it says, For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk is blameless. So the job of a Christian right off the bat is to listen to God's word and do what he says. A godly life puts God first in everything. Now with that, let's go to Luke chapter 1, and I want to start in verse 5. 
and it talks right here about the birth of John the Baptist foretold. This is such an interesting part of the Bible, and it has everything to do with answered prayer. Listen to this story about Zechariah. In the time of Herod, king of Judah, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. His wife Elizabeth was also a descendant of Aaron. Both of them were righteous in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly. Now, what did that Psalm 8411, just before we started Luke chapter 1, what did it say about people who follow God wholeheartedly, whose walk is blameless? Well, he bestows favor and honor on them. In other words, he's going to answer their prayers. And this is what these two were all about. Both of them were righteous in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly, but they were childless because Elizabeth was not able to conceive, and they were both very old. Once when Zechariah's division was on duty and he was serving as priest before God, he was chosen by Lot, according to the custom of the priesthood, to go into the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And when the time of the burning of incense came, all the assembled worshipers were praying outside. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was startled and was gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Oh, listen to that, friend. Your prayer has been heard by God. And so Zechariah, being blameless before God, being righteous before God, doing what God has asked him to do, being in the will of God, putting God first in everything in his life, God answered his prayer. Listen to what it says here. Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you are to call him John. He will be a joy and delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or other fermented drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. He will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God, and he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. So this was such an answer to prayer to Zechariah and his wife Elizabeth. They were going to have a son in their older years. God had answered their prayer, and the reason he did was because they were blameless before the Lord, serving God wholeheartedly. And when they did this, it was John the Baptist. And at the time in the scripture here, in this same scripture, Zechariah questioned the angel, said, how can I understand this? I mean, this is such an unbelievable prayer. I've been praying for years and years and years. And you may have been praying for years, but don't stop believing. This is something that I want to tell you today in this broadcast. Do not stop believing. Zechariah continued, but when the day came when God answered his prayer, he said, well, how could this be? And when he questioned the angel, the angel said, I came from heaven and I've talked to God. He's talking to you through me. 
because you've said this, because you've questioned God, you're going to be silent. So the angel made him silent until the baby was born because of his disbelief of this answer prayer he had. And it's very important when you know God's going to do it, to accept it and to accept it as truth and not question God over these things. Anyway, he becomes silent. When the baby is born, they go to Elizabeth, the people do, and they say, what are we to name this baby? And she said, the name is John. And then they went to the father, Zechariah. They said, what is the name of this baby? And he couldn't talk. He said, give me a tablet. He motioned to give him a a tablet. And he wrote the name John. And so John it was. And when they said the baby's name is John, his mouth was freed and he could talk again. Zachariah could talk again. And this is such a great answer of prayer, knowing how to have answered prayer. During this time, Jesus' ministry was about to start. And before this, everybody just prayed to God. But after Jesus was born, after Jesus had his ministry, then Jesus declared in John 14, 13 and 14, whatever you ask in my name, that I will do so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. And Jesus is telling the disciples and the people that were following him, this is a new day. When you have power in prayer today, you pray through me. I'm your advocate. I died on the cross for you. I was buried for you. I was raised from the dead for you. And I am the advocate between you and the Father. I've covered your sin. I've accepted you as my son or daughter. I'm now the Savior of your life, and I rule over your life. And so Jesus is saying, whenever you say a prayer, say it in my name, and you will have answered prayer. So this brings me to the point in this lesson to kind of give you a prescription of prayer, and it's very important. You might want to write these down right now. Number one, be dedicated to praying at least 20 minutes a day. Jesus did it three times a day. He prayed, and so did Daniel in the book of Daniel. David did it. This was what Jesus did. So be dedicated to praying at least 20 minutes a day. It's very important. Number two, find a great place alone to pray. Jesus went up to the mountain. Jesus went in a boat on the water. He got alone, and he gave us the understanding of what we were supposed to do. Find a great place alone to pray and pray. Now, you can pray in your car. I have a prayer closet that I go to, and I get alone with God. Sometimes I pray in the shower because, obviously, nobody's in the bathroom. I'm alone in there. Sometimes I pray at the lake. Sometimes I pray in the forest. Sometimes I pray on my deck. I'm just saying it's great to get alone, and God teaches this in the Word. Number three, Write down your prayers in a prayer journal. Now, I really tell you this is so important. Get a piece of paper and write down your prayers specifically what you want and need help for God to do, and we'll go over some of those things. But when you do that and you write them down before God, you're publishing God. You're saying, this is my plan. This is what I need, Lord. Will you look at this? Will you help me with my prayers? Then as they're answered, you can go back over the months and the years and the days, and you can see God's hand where he did answer those prayers, and that will increase your faith so you will believe even more that there is power in the name of Jesus. It's so important. And number four, get a godly prayer partner who is serious about praying and who is trustworthy and confidential. 
Now, I had a great prayer partner. My brother-in-law, Mike Eskew, he was the greatest prayer partner in the world. He taught me how to pray, and this is part of his prescription that he taught me. But this is an amazing thing. We would have answered prayer over and over and over and over again. So if you're a man, get a man. If you're a woman, get a woman to tell, you know, those things that you want confidential. But make sure they're really godly people and make sure they're confidential when you make them your prayer partner. And this brings me to how to receive answered prayer through Jesus. The number one thing you have to do in this is you can't have sin in your life. Sin will stop you from having prayer answered. It's all throughout the Bible. But let me go over a few of these things. Not following God fully. That's one thing that, you know, having one foot in the world and one foot in the Lord. You can't do it. If you really want the power of Jesus in your life, you have to surrender every single thing to your Lord Jesus Christ. You just have to surrender everything. You can grieve the Holy Spirit, and that will stop your prayers from being answered because you're not following God's Word. Not being thankful, having a bad attitude is one way not to have answered prayer. Another thing is asking amiss. You know, you might be asking just for yourself and just to gain wealth and and kind of that way, and that is asking amiss, and the Bible says you're not going to get answered prayer that way. If you ask for a blessing, then we're commanded to bless others in that blessing. You know, if your mind is right and your heart is right, God is going to bless you with answered prayer. Another thing, too, is if you haven't forgiven someone for something they've done against you, then you are not going to have answered prayer. You must forgive. Jesus said that in order for you to have forgiveness, you must forgive other people. And it's so important to forgive. Now, here's what I do. I go before Jesus and I say, Lord, you know, I'm repenting from anything that I don't even know I've done wrong. I mean, if there's been a thought in my head or if there's been a something I've done or something I didn't do that I should have done, Lord, forgive me, Lord Jesus. And 1 John 1, 9 says, if we will confess those sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us of those sins and wash us clean and get the slate clean. But you can't be doing terrible things. Like if you're married and you're treating your wife with terrible words and you're just treating her terribly, or you're treating your husband terribly, and you're not loving and respecting and honoring your spouse, I can tell you right now, you're not going to get the benefit of answered prayer like you would if you would stop doing those terrible things. And yes, you can be blessed in that. You can't be blessed at the height that God really wants to bless you when you're treating your spouse or you're treating your brother or sister, or you're treating your neighbors terribly. This is not the love of God. He wants you to follow him with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. And by the way, sometimes, you know, people have treated their families worse than they've treated their neighbor. Why? Because we have to stop doing this. We have to follow what Christ says and not emotions and feelings. I can tell you right now, I've lived long enough to know that it's so important that this step, without doing this step, without going before God and repenting, you're not going to gain God's best. You might get blessed to a point, but he will hold some things back until you repent and until I repent of the sin that I may have committed or knowingly are committing right now. You say, I can't do that. And so then there are six areas of prayer in Jesus' name that I want to go over very quickly today. The prayer of praise 
for God's greatness. You know, you got to know who you're going before here. He is the ultimate. He's the awesome, the great I am. He is the only true God. He is God. There is no other God. You're not going to be saved by anything else out there. Remember this. All the other gods are in the ground, and they are passed away, and they are dead. And this is a very important thing, that we have to follow God wholeheartedly and understand how great He is. Psalm 145.3 says, Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. We can't even ask or think. We, we don't even know how great God is. Think of this, and I've said this before, but think of this one thing. This one fact, there are as many stars in the heavens as there are of every grain of sand on all the beaches in the whole earth. Okay, did you hear that? There are many stars, there are as many stars in the universe and more than the grains of sand of each grain of sand that's on all the beaches on the earth. And scientists have proved this. And so God has made such a beautiful, great place for us, an awesome God. He created man and woman in his own image with his own breath and his own hands. So this is the creator of heaven and earth and the creator of life. And so we must praise him. So I go before him, Lord, forgive me. And then I say, Lord, you are so great. And it's true. He is greatly to be praised. And then there's the prayer of Thanksgiving. I know that my dad always told me when I was growing up, if I had humbleness and thankfulness that uh, my way with my father would be great. In other words, he would bless me with everything. You know, he would trust me with driving a car when I was 16 because I was faithful and I wasn't speeding around and doing all the terrible things. Now, sometimes I did, and what I did, I got caught, and he'd take the keys away. And this is a similar understanding of what God does, is that we have to follow him. We have to thank him. And so 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And see, everything is in Jesus' name. Listen, everything in the Bible, all the way from the Genesis all the way to Revelation, is about Jesus Christ. It's about the revelation of Jesus Christ throughout. He created the universe. He is God. He is part of the Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. He is God. And so when you see Jesus doing all these miracles on earth in his ministry, why? Because he was God and he came off the throne room. There's God the Father, there's God the Son, and there's God the Holy Spirit, and they are one, but they have different things that they do, but they are in the same Spirit because they are one, they are God. You have to have a prayer of thanksgiving. You have to have a prayer of confession. We've talked about this, but it is so important to when you have a prayer of praise, a prayer of thanksgiving, and before you go and ask God for anything, you better make sure that your life is really cleaned up by asking Him to forgive you. Prayer of intercession. This is so important for your friends. Prayer of intercession is praying for someone else that they really need something. You jump in, and as a saint, you pray for that person. And it's so powerful in Jesus' name. So we had a loved one that was sick in the hospital, and they had turned for the worst. Now, it's not my job to figure out what God's going to do, but it is my job to have great faith. And when I got the call that Sam was sick and they were really worried about him, that he wasn't going to make it through the night, 
They called me. I was driving down the road on the highway. I pulled over on the shoulder in a safe area, and my wife and I grabbed hands, and on the phone with his wife, we prayed over Sam. He was in the hospital bed. He could hear me, and we prayed, God, please, Lord Jesus, in Jesus' name, heal our brother in Christ. Lord, you said in Jeremiah 30, I will restore your health. I will heal your wounds, declares the Lord. And God, we believe it and ask it in Jesus' name, holy and precious name. Amen. And we said that prayer. And the next morning we got up and they said, he's better. He made it through the night. He's better. The next day they called, he's better. He's, he's better. And he moved out of the hospital. He got out of the danger zone. And now he is at rehab at one of the rehab centers here in Nashville. And we are praising God for that answer prayer in the power of Jesus' name. Amen. So thankful for that. Many prayers over this last few weeks where we prayed for people for financial breakthroughs, for someone that was sick, for someone that needed a job, someone that needed to keep their job, all these things. People need your prayers. So when you see that someone calls you and they say, will you pray for me? Don't wait. You get out right away with them and you pray. Now, Prayer petition is the prayers that you have for your own life. And this is very important. I want to tell you a secret of praying for prayer petition. You're petitioning God for the things that you really truly need. Now, one of the things that I do on that is I don't pray in wholesale. I pray in retail. And what am I talking about? I tell God my details of what I need and want because he just wants me to to tell him everything about that. And so I do. I tell him exactly what I'm asking for, exactly down to the details. And this always works. And many years ago, I needed a car and I couldn't really afford a real expensive car at the time. And so I said, Lord, I need one that gets 38 miles per gallon. I need a, a good car for business that looks respectable when I drive up. It needs to be a, a beautiful car, but not a high payment. I need a lower payment. And lo and behold, I waited for three or four months, couldn't find a car, couldn't find a car. And I walked in one day to a showroom. And there it was, right on the showroom floor, and it was a low payment. Guess what? 38 miles per gallon, very low payment, perfect for a work car to drive around. It was wonderful, and I had it for many years, and it was absolutely God's will for my life to have that. But if I wouldn't have prayed, if I wouldn't have petitioned, if I wouldn't have told him exactly what I want, I would have never gotten that car, I don't believe, the way I got it. Does God care about every little thing in your life? Yes, and he wants you to ask it in Jesus' name. If you lose your keys, ask him where the keys are. Ask him to help you find them. Honestly, this is truth. If your air conditioning is going out, you can't afford your air conditioning to go out. One of my friends called me and said, Bobby, my air conditioner has gone out. I'm so worried. I can't afford five or $6,000 to replace it. I said, let's pray right now. Dear Heavenly Father, please let my friend's air conditioning and her husband's air conditioning, let it be just a little bit of money, Lord. Let it be just something small. In Jesus' name, we prayed and uh, over the phone. And she called me back in an hour. She said, Bobby, <laughs> the guy came out here and, and the Lord blessed us so much. There was a wire that is just separated. It was $50, $50, not five or $6,000. I'm telling you that if you'll pray, 
pray in Jesus' name over anything. If it's for your good, he will work it out for you. And many things have happened. We had uh, one of my dear friends that was lonely and needed a spouse and never had been married. We prayed for him. And just in a several-month period, he met a girl, and they've been married, gosh, 30 years now for all these years. And I was the best man in their <laughs> wedding at the time. And they told the story about this. God will answer your prayer. Don't give up. Don't give in. Keep believing. Keep the prayers and petitions going. Remember, some people have not because they ask not. They may have pride in their heart. They said, oh, I can do this for myself. No, listen to me. Don't try to do it in your own terms. You go before God, tell him what you need, and say it in Jesus' name, and be humble and contrite heart, and ask for forgiveness. Make sure you're under his authority. Make sure you're living for Christ, and he will answer your prayers. Now, the last part of this whole lesson is the most important part, and it's listening. Listening is the most important part for guidance. Obey God and obey his word. Do what he tells you to do. And why is this so hard for Christians to do? Because sometimes they all they want to do is talk, but what you do is you get before God and you pray, and then after you've asked him, you just listen. You say, God, now I want to listen to you for your guidance and your wisdom, and you're just quiet just like that. And you listen, and the Holy Spirit will speak to you. In the book of John, it says that my sheep hear my voice, and I will let them know what to do. And so, it's very important to listen to God. And those are the areas of prayer. There's six areas of prayer, and the very biggest thing on this whole lesson is this. Make sure that you get down on your knees, and whatever you need, you pray it in Jesus' name. You believe it with your whole heart, and it will manifest in your life in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, I hope you like this message today. I hope it's been a blessing for you. Remember to go to encouragingmoments.com to watch our videos or to listen to these podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. This is an exciting, crucial time for our ministry, God's ministry, Spirit of a Champion, Inc. Ministries. This program we are hoping and praying that next year we will have a 30-minute TV program on the air across the nation, and we would like you to pray for us. And think about what God might have you do for this ministry to donate just before the end of the year. It's just before the end of the year, and because we are recognized as a 501c3 by the IRS, you can write off any amount that you give to this ministry, and we will take those precious dollars and use them to get the gospel of Jesus Christ out to the United States and around the world. Well, we love you so much today. Let me pray for you. Dear Heavenly Father, I hope that, Lord, those listening to this broadcast would listen and understand that if they will get before you, God, and just say in Jesus' name during any prayer that they do and be bold about that, that you will answer their prayer and they will be astounded about the answers of all the answers of prayer that they get. Father, we're so thankful for today being together. Please bless them in their prosperity. Bless them in their health. Bless them in their joy. Bless them in their peace in their heart. And give them great faith today. In Jesus' name. Until next time, be encouraged.
Thank you for listening to Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams. For more Encouraging Moments, go to spiritofachampion.com or join us on Facebook at Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams.